You're listening to Sports Ball, recorded October 29th, 2018. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit bit.ly slash sportsballch. Force clap for my show. That's what I like. Dance. Welcome to Sports Wall, everybody. Uh, we have a spooky episode today because it's Halloween. I have some very spooky guests with me. Uh. <laughs> Eric Bator, Jeff Ramsey. I'm your host, yeah. Tyler Coe. Uh, welcome to Sports Ball. This episode is presented by PUBG Mobile. We'll tell you more about that later on in the show. So much to talk about, as we always say, because sports are never-ending. They're always going on. Uh, we have the World Series to talk about that wrapped up last night. Uh, college football mayhem. Tons of stuff going on overseas with WWE in the Middle East. Uh, baseball, we have special guests on the show. Uh, and then we also have another special guest that did something very special for us. Uh, and that special moment will be later on during the show. This is a special episode. Um, before we get uh, on to uh, the sports talk part, we always uh, congratulate, hopefully, uh, somebody that showed up for college game day. Uh, we invite our viewers to show up to every college game day, wherever it is around the country for college football. And this year we've done, like, really well. We've had, like, I think we're, like, five out of eight Hell yeah. showed up. So this weekend was Florida, Georgia, the world's largest cocktail party. We had a guy named Derek Jansen show up uh, with his sign, uh, red versus blue, which is pretty good because it's red of Georgia, blue of Florida. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Georgia, Florida, 2008 sports ball, tiny logo. I like that. Promoting red versus blue <laughs> more than my show, but uh, that's fine. Well, red versus blue needs the help, so. <laughs> that, of course, yeah. yeah that show yeah, yeah. is really dying after mm-hmm. 80 seasons. If we don't, if it doesn't catch on soon, we're only going to do another 10 seasons max. That's not good news. Yeah. You heard it here first, guys. Go watch uh, Red vs. Blue. Go watch Red vs. Blue. You heard it here on Sports Ball. Yeah, but that guy, Derek, uh, he wins 100 bucks. What? 100 bucks to the RT store. You can do that as well if you show up at College Game Day. We'll tell you where College Game Day is going to be later on in the show so you can get $100. So congratulations to Derek. That's awesome. Man, you should do that. You get 100 bucks. You can finally buy all your Jeff merch. That'd be awesome. That's fucking great. It'd yeah. be nice to get my own merchandise. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, and congrats, of course, to uh, the Red Sox. Congrats, Red Sox. Everybody's really lukewarm on that one. Uh, yeah. They take the World Series last night against the Dodgers. And one of the more, um, it, was a, it was a letdown of a World Series. It was not that entertaining. Oh, I felt. It did have the longest World Series game in history, though, right? It did. It was seven hours and 20 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, 18 innings, which I poo-pooed at the time because one of my things uh, I always champion as a sports guy is that I have been to the longest collegiate baseball game of all time. 25 innings. Jesus. Texas versus Boston College in 2009. So I, I always like to do that old man thing. Like, you know, kids, oh, back in my day. Mm-hmm. How it's long like, were you there? Uh, I was only there for seven hours and three minutes. It's oh. actually shorter than this game, Dodgers-Red Sox, seven 18 minutes. hours. You must have been so bored. I was not, actually. It was the most infuriating thing ever. Because just like uh, um, that game, Dodgers-Sox, mm-hmm. uh, Texas had like bases loaded three times with no once with no outs didn't get it done, like you just it's excruciating and I mean 25 innings you're it you lose track of yourself and time. Mm-hmm. We won, but congratulations! At, but at what cost? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at what cost? Right. So I feel about that Dodgers win. It took them two games to win one. They were just that, so so mismatched. What dude? What a paper team they were. They were nothing. They were in like third place in August. I hate. I hate, I hate the Dodgers. I hate the Dodgers. That is a miserable team. Are you a Padres fan? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, little Tony Gwynn. Yeah, old Tony Gwynn. That's uh, all that's, I got. Uh, well, I got Trevor Hoffman. Sure. Okay. You got Winfrey, Trevor Hoffman. Guy. You got Tony Gwynn. That's pretty much R.I.P. Tony. He was one of my my favorite in the game. Dude, honestly. it was it was the best. Watching that guy yeah. growing up was like, that's what you do. As a baseball player, like, what hit 350 every season? Jesus, dude! Like, how do you how do you go up there and do that? And then you watch guys like Manny Machado swing for the fences. The last, oh, his last, the last pitch, strikeout in a perfect K pose as the Red Sox all gather on the field and celebrate. <laughs> That was unbelievable. Cool. That was that was a great scene. Congrats to the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I say begrudgingly because it's it's a pretty remarkable thing now if you're a Bostonite and if you're a fan of Boston. And Jeff, you can speak to this as a diehard Celtics fan. Yeah. Um, you're talking about growing up. This is crazy. 
since 2002, mm-hmm. if you are a fan of Boston in general, you, the longest you've had to go without a championship is three years. That's disgusting. Boston title town has won more championships than any other city in that span, and it's absolutely insane at every single level from football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. It's crazy. That's crazy. Good for them, though. It's, have you ever been there? It's a boring-ass city. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> very I mean, bold. It's, That's it all is, they have. It's one of those trade-offs. We talked about it. Like, Boston is is kind of a shithole. Right. It's not a great city, and it's filled with people that are maybe not that great. Yeah, trash people, as we call them. <laughs> trash people. I work with one of them, Jeremy. There Just you go. Trash of humans. It's like, if you're a kid now, if you were born in, like, 2000, and you and your dad's, like, you're in Boston, your dad's like a Boston fan, you don't know the plight he went through and you'll never understand what the Red Sox fans went through. They were the scra- they were the scrappy underdog team, the Red Sox. When they won, it was like, what? They came back and they beat the Yankees and it was like this monumental thing and they won and you'll never know how important that was if yeah. you are a kid now. I was listening to Bill Burr the other day, his podcast, and he was bitching about how current-day Boston fans have will have no appreciation of their success. Uh, 100%. In ways that every dude over 40 will. <laughs> yeah, no, they're part of the elite now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I think of Red Sox now, I put them up there with the Yankees. Yep. I put them up there with the Lakers where you've had your fill. Yep. Now go away. Mm-hmm. I can't, nobody, everybody was a bandwagon uh, Sox fan back in 04. I was. Oh, Jesus me Christ, too. all of, of America was. Yeah. Because I was, that was literally one of my favorite sports moments was the 04 ALCS because I've always attested that baseball should have just ended. <laughs> there, was, there was nothing that's, left to play for. That's a series for I mean, I know a lot of Cubs fans would be like, well, hold on, we didn't get our title yet. I'm yeah, like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, in my opinion, better baseball will never be played mm-hmm. uh, uh, apart from that series. I think last year not to be, you know, we're very hyperbolic. Um, country, especially as sports fans, we like to declare, like, this was the best ever. This was the best game. Last year's World Series Astros-Dodgers was amazing. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was up there. Well, they were playing for a hurricane. They were playing for a hurricane. And when you're playing for tragedy, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a bigger deal. It absolutely is. Yeah, 2011 uh, Japanese women uh, team, that uh, the, the tsunami yep. that happened mm-hmm. to go on and win the World Cup. Yep. That was amazing. Tragedy equals championships? Let me let me ask you a question because you you mentioned me being a Celtics fan. I couldn't care less about the Red Sox or uh, the Patriots uh, or the Bruins. Is that yes. the team? Yes, okay. you are correct. Uh, <laughs> Boston absolutely has a shot to at least go to the finals and play Golden State this year. And I think they probably. Oh, will. I, 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 don't I absolutely that, agree. With I don't know that they have the, the that they'll beat them or not, but it doesn't matter because next year they will because Golden State's blowing up next year. But how good are the Patriots this year? Because I don't follow NFL. The Patriots are great. Patriots so they have a legitimate this, shot at going to the Yeah, of course. I think if again. you have Tom Brady, you have a legitimate shot. Until at Brady and Belichick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. both those guys there, they, of course, have a shot to go all the way. I mean, they, they got off to a slow start. They've done it a few times. People are like, oh, they're dead in the water. Yeah. Then they go beat Kansas City uh, and just reclaim, like, hey, we are still here. We're still the Patriots. Right, right. Uh, that's going to be a great look uh, ahead. You know, we saw a few weeks ago uh, Kansas City, who's having an unbelievable year with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, taking on the Patriots. That was a good preview of what the AFC Championship game yep. is most likely going to be. But the P- Patriots are going to be there again. Oh, They're going to be in the running for another Super Bowl. And how, uh, how, good are, how good are the Bruins? The Bruins are a hockey team, and they have Sidney Crosby. <laughs> and that guy is a good hockey player. Uh-huh. And they got some cool, you know, they got some, he plays for a different team. But that's the Boston <laughs> Bruins, man. That's a great squad of players on uh-huh. the ice. Uh-huh. And they got a shot. Yeah. Okay. They're a pro team. <laughs> they're, a pro, so no clue. they're a pro team. Has, they're a pro has team. Has there ever been a time in history where let's the hockey is a, like a distant fourth in sports to me from the big three baseball, it, football, it, here basketball. in America it is in America, yes. yeah. So has there ever been a time in history where a city has had a team either win but go to the World Series, the NBA Finals, and the Super Bowl in the same year? A few colleges have been able to do that in the past where they've competed for championships, multiple championships at the same time. Right. It's insane. But Boston is definitely like, you've got enough now. (laughs) However, having said that, Mm -hmm. Eric, you're a guy that's from Southern California. I'm going to piss off our entire L.A. audience. I'm watching this game, and you're watching, you know, it's a a cool thing because it is like L.A., Boston, even though it's baseball. And like Jeff said, like, you care about the Celtics, you give a rat's ass. I'm a White Sox fan. Whatever. The two cities that know each other well. And, you know, Boston personified, like, you, you, anybody could, like, you, you could paint that picture mm-hmm. what it is. L.A., when it comes to sports fans, I don't know if L.A. deserves 
any team. Dude, it's a... Mm. Do they deserve to have... That is a question for our audience. Does L.A. deserve to have a pro team? Because I'm watching the Dodgers game in a in a scene that sets it up perfectly. Yeah. Is every celebrity's there. You know, they're going through the list at the end of the game because right, it's right. boring as shit. There's Pat Sajak, Larry David, <laughs> Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jimmy Kimmel. Like, you know, we're just going down the list of who's who. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy in the stands. Oh, yeah. This is amazing. This guy rules. And, Eric, I want to ask you, because you're uh-huh. an L.A. guy, and, Jeff, you spent a lot of time there. Um, mm-hmm. There's a guy in the stands who they put the camera on. He's wearing, like, a Dotson hat from Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. Okay. And he's got a half gallon of milk with him. You can't buy that in a baseball state. No, he you brought cannot. it. How he snuck that into the game, I don't know. That's another question itself. But he's sitting there with that hat with a dumbass smile on his face. Great. And a gallon of milk. Yeah. And I'm looking at him like, that is L.A. in a nutshell. That guy uh. represents in LA sports That's fan. such a weird thing. Why you could if you could bring anything to a baseball game, why wouldn't you bring liquor? Because you're that's Could there we, have been it, liquor in it? Was it yeah, and maybe I, it was a giant white Russian. Yeah, that's was, what I was saying. That, I, I was not, that's I a lot of white him. Russian. And that, that guy probably huge. was saying it the whole night. Like, you know, as a dude. Well Russians like they baseball security isn't like this like the super strictest thing, but to bring in like a half gallon of milk into a Dodgers game? For what purpose? Are you drinking? Drink. But like, but the picture of it is him, and I don't know that he's had much. No, it's well, a pretty full dude, and that's, we're at the end of the game. Dude, the like LA. Guys have strong bones. LA, LA is like a county. As like, it's weird, man. Like you have the valley, and valley's full of like weird folks. And I guarantee this guy came from Altadena, which is a milk brand. And he brought his half gallon of milk from his home in Altadena. Do you, do people from San, San Diego dislike people from LA? Is yeah, there we, a, there's a rivalry, oh, like an okay. Army Navy type thing? Yeah, so here, here's how it goes. Should, should we trust you? Yeah, people in San Diego hate LA. Yeah. People in LA have no rivalry with people in San Diego. Right, couldn't care less. No, they're Because they're, they're LA and. Who, their rivalry is I've been to San Diego. Yeah, see, it's, you're going the wrong part. You got to get out of now. You got to go to La Jolla, man. Ooh, That's where the beautiful. new beach is and pop. Yep. That's where the two best and sea lions. See? Let me tell you something about L.A. Uh-huh. L.A., I have a lot of fun in that city. Good good friends mm-hmm. like it. That place sucks. The yep. People there suck because you're only there for yourself. You're, it's a town of selfish assholes. It's, you a, don't... it's a great place to spend one night. Yes, and it is. And back on a plane to Austin. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, that guy, I could be friends with that guy because uh-huh. I'm a selfish asshole. I and I belong say. in L.A. with those people. It doesn't, it doesn't and feel it made like me right wish I was there. Because that guy, I, I, I pinned him for, like, West Hollywood. Right. In town, eccentric. I'm going to bring a fucking gallon of milk to the Dodgers <laughs> yeah. game because I can. That guy Absolutely. has no reference for baseball. No. Nope. That guy, I guarantee you, could care less about what's going on. Had, didn't even know the fucking Dodgers were in L.A. Right. I'm always surprised when anybody in L.A. is a diehard anything fan. even right? Even Lakers. Just because you don't, I don't associate anybody in L.A. as being from L.A. No, Nobody's, right. And nobody yes. lives there, unless you're at the very top of the success ladder. Nobody lives there longer than like six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a transit city. Like yeah. nobody is from, it's not your city. It's like they issue you a Dodger cap when you go to the DMV. <laughs> is, that why, is that why Bernie has one? I assume so. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good to know. Lifelong Dr. Like, fan, that Bernie Burns, yeah. Like, if you're a Boston fan, like, you grew up in Southie. The Sox are all you have. That right. and Paps. And, like, yeah. that's your life. And I get that. Like, that's your birthright. A lot of cities are. For L.A., you have no birthright. So you got you to gotta get out of the actual city of L.A. You got to go east into, like, the actual, like, suburbs where people are from there. Like, not a lot of people are from San Diego. I'm from San Diego. No one's a Padres fan. I'm a Padres fan. It's a transplant city just like L.A. is. But, like, I'm not from the city of San Diego. I'm from the outskirts, like the county of San Diego. And that's where you find the Dodgers fans, like the diehard sports fans. What are the people from the county of San Diego like? It depends. San Diego as a county goes from Mexico all the way to Orange County. It goes from the beach all the way out to, like, the desert. It's uh-huh. bigger than, like, Delaware. It's bigger than, like, Rhode Island. It's are huge. you are you a typical San Diegan? Uh, I don't know about typical, but probably. You're, I probably, you're pretty weird. I, oh, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's why when it's here, and it's like, compliment, but... it's like, hey, man, keep Austin weird. And it's like, I don't know if there's anything really weird here. Not it anymore. It just feels like, no. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, Austin it's is, been a is becoming a transplant city, too. It, that's yeah. that's how it feels here. Yeah. It feels like this is a transplant city. It is a transplant city. And yeah. I, I live here, and uh, it's uh, I'm a Longhorn fan. I'm one of the only ones. And, mm-hmm. Big weekend in college football. There was a ton of upsets this week in mm-hmm. college football. Texas at the top of that list. That was 
fucking awesome. <laughs> Rough yeah. game, man. Really good shit. Um, great fireworks at the end, at the end of the awesome. game. Tom Herman crosses the field after Oklahoma State has wrapped up the game. Mm -hmm. Mike Gundy's out there. There's fighting. Mike Gundy throws up his hands like, are you not entertained to his crowd? It was amazing. After the game, mm -hmm. this is the clip. Uh, and then I want to get back to kind of uh, um, talking about some of my favorite sports moments because mm -hmm. this is definitely one of – we all know Mike Gundy. I'm a man. I'm 40. One of the, oh, yeah. One of mm -hmm. the best – clips ever in any sport you never I never thought he'd follow that up you know that's hard to make a sequel to that mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that's that's perfect okay uh but he did and he did the unthinkable mm -hmm. so after the game he's talking about um Tom Herman coming onto the field confronting him why he went onto the field and then like a, a reporter asked him about well while on Twitter they're saying this and he's like well what Twitter what what and you're like, yeah, wait, wait, where'd you hear that? He's like, yeah, we heard that on Twitter, and this was his response to hearing something. Twitter, radio. Yeah, oh, I'd I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gundy. Oh, that's a grown man. Can we get that one more time? One more, for, one more for the road. Twitter, radio. Yeah, oh, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> I love Mike Gundy. Mike is the man. It, it's, it took that that's about 10 years oh. 10, that, 13 years uh -huh. almost and uh, i'm a man on 40 uh but that was a great follow-up oh. the, well, the long-awaited sequel oh. <laughs> to that that was great he's right and oh yeah twitter sucks yeah it's, it's just, the worst all of you are mean on twitter well it's it's just everyone can say whatever they want with no consequence. So like, yeah, whatever. Who's gonna? What are you gonna stop? Not. What are you gonna stop saying? What you want to say? So good. Mike Gundy won the internet with that in college football. Congratulations to them. Thanks for ruining my fucking year. That's Dude, great. that's woof. But weren't you guys uh, overachieving though? Overachieving. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. What are you, where are you going with this? I just say, like, everybody's an overachiever that wins. Really happy that you guys flew as high as you did for as long as you did because nobody was expecting that. Nobody was expecting that. Except you guys weren't supposed to crack the top ten. Yeah, we, but we did, and yeah, we could have gone did. to the playoffs if you continue continuing to fly high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody who wins a championship is an overachiever because all of us really are losers, and none of you are unique. And there are uh, nobody's a snowflake. Uh, Alabama. We are expected to win a championship every year, except that's, for Alabama. <laughs> that's God. Not true. Alabama is working their way into the conversation. There's so much football left to be had. They, they're hosting. Uh, they're being hosted by LSU this weekend, number four LSU, which is going to be a hell of a game there mm -hmm. in Baton Rouge. Um, if Alabama wins this entire thing out, they, they they will have to be in conversations with the greatest college football team of all time. Well, that'll be five in eight years, right? Jesus. Something like that, or five in nine years? And I mean, we're four talking about, seven. Right we're talking now. about the Saban dynasty. I'm not going to call that the Alabama dynasty because mm -hmm. Alabama, you didn't do it on your own. It's called sure. Saban. Right. However, this team in particular, statistically, what they're doing – Tua still hasn't played in a fourth quarter yet this year. They might be the greatest college football team of all time if they go win the whole thing. We'll have to see. I think if uh, I think if they win, if Saban wins here this year, then I think he either ties or is ahead of Bear Bryant on championships. And Bear Bryant, uh, <laughs> I'm assuming in Alabama, Bear Bryant's considered the greatest coach of all time. I'm assuming outside of Alabama, it's the same. It is. He is. <laughs> I think actually no. I think you can already. It's kind of like. Tom Brady anointing him as the greatest quarterback of all time, just with the titles and what mm -hmm. he is. You can already do that, Nick Saban. Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. Pretty phenomenal. In the modern era, it's it's hard to not say. Bear was amazing. Yeah. Bear was great. I will say Bear Bryant did go fucking defeated in A&M after the Junction Boys. That's just an <laughs> Aggie thing to do. Way to go. And then he went to a or Alabama and started winning championships because uh, they actually know how to play football down there. But he's the greatest coach in college football history period. There will never be another like him. Yeah. So it's pretty unbelievable to get him to, to watch this happen. You don't know how much longer it's going to go. Yeah. Which brings sure. me to, you know, uh, great moments in sports and these things we remember and like to reminisce on. And with the World Series wrapping up and, you know, just thinking about all of it. And, and you know, I wanted to go down. Uh, I wanted to have some nostalgia on the show. I wanted to get to know you guys so our audience can get to know you, get to know me a little bit about, like, 
where you, how you were molded as a sports fan. You know, Eric, you're a, you're a Padres fan. Yep. San Diego. Like, yep. what were some of your favorite moments? Jeff, you as a you know Celtics fan and you're a Bama fan as well. So like, yeah. For both of you guys, like Eric and start with you. Like, what were some of your? What's your fate? Like, when we're looking at all of them, favorite sports moments. Uh, I think that. My favorite sports moment is the Padres beating the Atlanta Braves in 98 for the NLCS and, and going to the World Series. I remember being, I was like 12, and uh, it was like, I've never seen anything like it. We're a loser team. We had Caminetti, we had Gwynn, uh, Joyner, Greg Vaughn, uh, Chris Gomez, like this, like this team was insane. They were crazy. And then the worst sports moment to ever happen to me was facing the 1998 New York Yankees in the World Series and getting swept because the 1998 New York Yankees, I would put up against probably any team since 1998, and the 1998 New York Yankees win. That team was disgusting. One of the best of all time. Disgusting. And the Padres had everything going for them except that. But, man, beating the Braves in 98 was like, Incredible. Incredible. That and uh, I was at Tony Gwynn's last game as a Padre. That's cool. That was like, I don't think I really understood his whole scope as like a player. And uh, when I was there, it was just a stadium full of people going crazy for like this guy who was Mr. Padre. I mean, he is the guy. He's the ultimate like position player that stayed with the team through thick and thin, did everything he could, and then had like, what, eight Silver Slugger Awards or something? I mean, I had a Tony Gwynn poster in my room. It was just, he was everything that I loved in baseball. And that, like, just watching that guy play game to game with my dad was like, that's that's special. Yeah, that's some of my favorite sports stuff of all time. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) That was good, that was good. I have a problem with sincerity, (laughs) but that was great. Thank you very much. You know why you know why he's like that? Because he's like, oh, that's cute. I'm counting the you know 18 ring Boston. <laughs> Only bad. 17. I <laughs> feel so bad. My dad is gonna die before any San Diego team brings home a championship. All we had was the Chargers, and they left. Yeah. <laughs> and again, to LA, where uh, they're probably not gonna make it in LA, no. and they're looking for a new home. Just yep. go back to San Diego. Just I agree. Go back to San Diego. Just keep Spanos. Keep them there. Take take the team away from Spanos. Let's yeah. bring it back to San Diego. Let's bring back San Diego. That well, Let's put that on a fucking red hat. I'm it. all about that. <laughs> we put on a blue hat. I don't know about red hats. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what about you? Like, what about, uh, doesn't even have to be Bama or Celtics. Like, best sports moment uh, of your life. My, th- <clears throat> I can think of three. Uh, Robin Ventura charging Nolan Ryan. <laughs> you got to see that? Uh, I didn't you remember I, watching I saw, that? I saw it happen, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I saw it live, yeah. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, in his rookie season, I got to watch it live when he broke the backboard oh, and yeah. uh, the thing fell down like a sad dinosaur <laughs> and it delayed the game for two hours while they had to bring in an entire other one. That was great. Uh, every Tommy Lasorda press conference. Uh, <laughs> Underrated. <laughs> in the entirety of his career. Yeah. It's hard to think of good moments. All the moments that remember me. I remember Lynn Bias dying. I remember Reggie Jesus. Lewis dying. <laughs> I remember all my favorite Celtics dying <laughs> in the prime of their <laughs> prime of their lives. Uh, Technically, Lynn wasn't. He he got drafted. He got drafted. <laughs> he would have played. He would have played. He's gonna be the next Michael Jordan. He could have been. That was crazy. That kid lived, man. What a dynasty. Um, that was an amazing ESPN. It's yeah. Too. It's yeah. like when you have so many rings, it's hard to pick out your favorite. You fucking asshole. I wouldn't. Fuck. 2008 wouldn't was know. great. Talk about what, what about all your Bama moments? Your favorite Bama fucking moments? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Alabama. He's like, wait, hold on. Let me. Uh, <laughs> it's actually not even not even the in a Nick Saban one. It's uh, it was Alabama Miami in the Sugar Bowl in '92. 93, 92 or 93, whatever year that was. It was a senior in high school. Yeah, that was a national championship. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that was an insane time to be uh, in Alabama. It was the only time I've been, I lived in Alabama when we won a championship that I can oh, remember. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I kind of so, had the same thing in 05 was my senior year of high school in Texas won the national championship against USC. That was, that was great. Yeah, that was great, great for me. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it was great for me. It's different. It's different when you're there than when you're, you know, luckily not there. Because yeah. I would rather die than live in Alabama again. But uh, <laughs> Alabama's not as terrible as you. Yes, it is. Oh, come on. Is, yes, it is. Yeah. It's just as bad. Alabama sucks. It Alabama. Does. Su- you know what? Most places suck. 
That's also true. That, that, is, yeah. that is very true. Most places suck. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I have a few favorite moments yeah. to give you as like the host. Like my, I've seen more sports when I was younger than I have currently, if that makes sense. Sure, sure. Like my sports intake mm. was to the brim as a child till about, I keep trying to remember when I stopped caring about life. Probably like 22, 23. Mm -hmm. Is that when it all went dark That's for you? That's when it all went dark for me. But I remember like as a kid, I grew up like in the golden era of sports. And the end of the 90s, 90s as a whole were like, TV was a bigger thing. And, yep. and like the presentation was a bigger thing. So like, I got to watch Michael Jordan. My, yep. I remember watching Michael Jordan hit that last second shot. Well, ended up being the last second shot against the Jazz in 98. Mm -hmm. That was unbelievable. Yep. I remember Cal Ripken. Uh, Iron Man yep. game when he broke the record, Lou Gehrig's record for most consecutive games yep. played. Uh, fuck Sosa McGuire. That was a great year. That year. I got to go. I got to go to a Mets doubleheader when McGuire had like six, 59 homers, I think. Oh wow! And he played in both, and he went one for six for the single. <laughs> I'm fucking sat through a doubleheader. <laughs> you just wanted to see one. One for six. Oh, my gosh. Uh, speaking of one, Titans, one yard away in the yeah. Super Bowl. I remember watching that. That was uh, crazy. These are all, like, honorable mentions for me. Bonds breaking the home run. I home run record, remember that, 756. Um, God. And then college football, you, of course, you got, like, Texas 05 USC. That's an easy one. Right. But, uh, uh, like. What, was the, what year was it we killed Colt McCoy? Oh, that was 2009. Thank you. That was a good year. Thank you. That was yeah. a good one. I spent a, I spent <laughs> a lot of fucking money to go out to Pasadena, stay in a goddamn hojo uh -huh. with bulletproof glass on my windows. That was a lot of fucking <laughs> that fun. That sounds right. Rooster Teeth rented a theater at the Alamo Draft House, and it was 249 Texas fans and me. <laughs> I was sitting in the middle, asshole. like, I just got smaller and smaller. We, in the by seat. the way, Texas, Texas wins that game if Colt doesn't go down. Yeah, well, they, he did. <laughs> That was, you know what? Actually, I can trace a lot it back of stuff now. happens differently. How old was I? I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's when I died. That's when the death happened. Interesting. The death took me, and I'm like, yeah, fuck sports. I don't care anymore. <laughs> One of the best moments ever is like when, like, uh, this is when I first started uh, really watching soccer, was actually like when I was a kid, was Brandy Chastain. Mm -hmm. I remember my mom taking me away from whatever toys I was playing with or myself, I can't really remember, and making me watch penalty shots against China. I think that was like 1996 or 1998. Yeah. And Brandy Chastain taking off her shirt mm -hmm. was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was amazing. And then like uh, like USA Algeria was like mm -hmm. the first time I had celebrated with other people for no reason. I don't know if you guys remember this, 2010 World Cup, US men. Yeah, yeah. USA Algeria, do you remember this goal? Can we show this? Is it the Donovan goal? This is the Donovan goal. Yeah, this I knew it. Extra time and Josie, Clint Dempsey, and then Donovan comes out of nowhere to score this thing in extra time to win this game. We had to win this game to advance. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time, and like there was a really cool reaction video that got shot that'll make you kind of teary-eyed if you love America or don't, and maybe you can refuel, yeah, go America. Um, of all these watch parties from around the world mm -hmm. watching this game and people like in the street in New York City yeah. huddled around a TV on the corner, dudes in their living room across the planet, and, like, all these fans, you know, just sh sending in this, this, uh, these videos that this guy collected them to make this amazing reaction video of these places just packed in. I can relate because I was in an office building mm -hmm. at, doing a temp job. And I somehow, it was like you got, sports will draw you in sometimes in mm -hmm. a way that is pretty magical. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I was doing or why I went downstairs, but myself and about 30 other people were almost like conjured there. Like something was making us come downstairs to watch this game. And I celebrated that goal with 30 people I never fucking met before in my life. No idea. It was amazing. We did all this and we hugged each other and we were like crying. And it was like, and it was people from all walks of life, yeah. like every race. There was probably some Jewish people in there, maybe some uh, Islamic, I don't know. But it was the world. It felt like the world, this little group of people in this office building I was at. We all hugged and cried and cheered, and then we went back to our jobs. You went back to your shitty jobs. It took it you away amazing. from your shitty job for like 10 minutes. And it was, and it was crazy. Exactly. That's what sports can do. It's like yep. for but a moment, mm -hmm. uh, your life will hang. Mm -hmm. And you're all there on the edge. And mm -hmm. then, ah, oh, that, great, that great cheer. Who would have thought that you would have had that with soccer? With soccer, of yeah. all things. Yeah. Um, I had one with myself because this was like the greatest I still this goes back for me as like for mine as the where I exploded mm -hmm. And I remember this moment so so well and so vividly and where it hung mm -hmm. This moment hung literally the greatest golf shot I've ever seen in my entire life because mm -hmm. I'm the biggest Tiger Woods fan on the planet 
Tiger Woods, 2005 Masters, mm -hmm. on 16. Now, if you've never seen this shot, I mean, everybody's, for the most part, seen this shot. But yep. this shot is the shot that he had to make. Here it is, best and moment. an impossible shot to make. So on 16, he makes this shot right, watch that this. hangs on the lip for 1.6 seconds. Okay, watch. Best part. Cool, awesome, and then worst part. Worst high five but in I the love history the of sports. It was awesome. Uh, that it, was it was one of the coolest things I remember watching that live and like just losing my fucking. Oh mind. yeah. Like stuff like that that isn't supposed to happen. You see how many people are there watching him? Like yeah. that's what he did for that sport. All Howard Stern fans. Dude, that's <laughs> <laughs> and Nike. Um, if you go back and watch it, the, when the ball goes over, it pauses where the mm -hmm. Nike logo is perfectly. Everybody up in Oregon was just masturbating. <laughs> this is the best money shot we've ever gotten in the oh, yeah. history. Oh, Nike made so many goddamn commercials. It hangs perfectly. Yep. Enough time for you to say, just do it before it falls in. They were sitting there thinking, our love affair with Tiger will never end. Yeah. Never end. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Really do. Let's, he didn't do anything that bad. He cheated on his wife with a few people. <laughs> Just a measly 16. Just a, just didn't he get arrested for in his car? A lot of controlled substances. No, he didn't get arrested in his car. He okay. was trying to escape his house. Uh -huh. His wife was upset. <laughs> Chased him with a golf club. <laughs> and he was trying to escape the situation. Uh -huh. I'm talking about the other time he got arrested for all the controlled substances. Yeah. What, when did he get arrested? It was after that. No, he didn't get arrested. That's <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, guys, never mind. That's he didn't news. get arrested. He, was, he couldn't have been On arrested. On the bright side, he's, uh, he's healthy now. His back feels good. His back he's feels great. He's slowly making his way back. He won another. Uh, he didn't win a championship, but yep. he, won, he won a tour event. That was yep. awesome. Uh, and he couldn't have done drugs or whatever you're talking about because he was at sex rehab. <laughs> and he was, I, I was, he was at se sex rehab, not having sex with other people. Uh -huh. <laughs> Is that really out of all the rehabs, a real place? I, I've seen real rehabs. Uh, -huh. uh I, I, sex, sex rehab, a real place. I don't know if I want people to. Is that uh, the title of this episode? <laughs> sex re rehab. Did cool. Tiger really go to Great. sex rehab? Uh, yeah. He probably. was there. He couldn't have broken the law. He. Because he's a good man. <laughs> the sheer impossibility. And he's a good man. Uh huh. I do feel like the world has forgiven Tiger. A hundred percent. Everyone just moved on. So they much other on. shit yeah. has happened. And that if it's you like apologize, and it's like it's one of those things. He should have just never gotten married, and nobody would be yeah. worrying if he's banging Perkins waitresses. Mm -hmm. Probably. <laughs> Having said that, he did have a problem. I hope sex rehab is real because uh -huh. the women, the selection, and this is bad because everybody's beautiful in their own right. Um, I like the eye roll as you said that, but yeah, go ahead. The, um, the, uh, the, the set menu he had was not bad mm -hmm. until he went rogue and went to the Perkins. The Perkins lady was not worth the trouble. It's true. It was, it's also a different time, right? Like back then it was like, Ooh, you had sex. You had an affair with a porn star. Ooh. And now it's like, you had an affair with a porn star. Here's the keys to the White House. <laughs> you get to be president. Yeah, right. Dude, Tiger 2020. There you Tiger go. would be a great president. Yeah. Um, he's very sad. He's very sad. I think that's why people have forgiven him, because he wears that pain on his face yeah, every he time he's on the course. Yeah. Have you seen him dress up for his kids on Christmas? Where he's like... His kids still hang out with him? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Great. He dre he dresses Probably as court like... court-mandated, but... <laughs> he's like cool, like, Mac Daddy Santa, and he wears like... Like a like a black Santa hat and like he dyes like a goatee white. It looks fucking weird. Uh, uh, well, we'll put it up on screen Tiger now. Tiger is a weird motherfucker. Yeah, He's you can't not weird. be weird if you've been a professional athlete since you were three. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know he's he's like a pitcher. He's like a he's like a crazy pitcher. Which all pitchers are crazy. Mm -hmm. They're all head cases. We're gonna talk to one a little bit here later on in the show. All right. You guys, exciting as that is a real yep. life major league baseball pitcher. Um, but to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. with the favorite sports moments. Um, my favorite sports moment ever okay. um, was 2007, the whole year of 2007. Mm -hmm. College football in the year 2007 was the greatest, wackiest year in college football history. And that was my favorite sports moment. It was an entire year of watching that. <laughs> and if you don't remember it, uh -huh. 2007 had many great moments. One, it started off the year with Appalachian State beating Michigan at home. That was that year. That was the start of that year, week in number one. It was a year that saw South Florida get to number two, yeah. Kansas oh, okay. number one, yeah, yeah, Missouri yeah. number one. West Virginia was in the driver's seat till they lost to Pitt, the shittiest fucking team on the shittiest. It, it, it was amazing. The, it was one of the greatest upsets of all time. West Virginia wins that game in the backyard brawl. They go on to the national championship. It doesn't happen. Um, that was also 
the Boise State game. The long, one of the greatest college football games of all time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I bring it up because I want people to remember this play because everybody remembers the Statue of Liberty. Remember the Statue of Liberty play? Yeah. Remember the Statue of Liberty play with Boise State where, uh, you know, they're going to overtime with OU. This is for the win. Coolest college football play you've ever seen. I bring this up because it makes me mad because people forget revisionist history. Like, people forget the play that made that possible, which was one of the greatest college plays of all time. And it was the hook and ladder. Mm-hmm. So people forget that Boise State was down 35 to 28, fourth and 18. Oh, this and is this the best. Was the greatest play ever. This was yeah. the play that should live on in infamy, but rarely do you see it. You see the hook and ladder. But that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life, and they beat Oklahoma, which, oh, you can suck a butt. I fucking hate that state. The people are trash, meth-filled buttholes, all of them. (laughs) And I don't mean that like they're assholes. I mean like up in their butts. Uh Every resident of Oklahoma has meth in their butt. Yes, because they're all mules. They're all dumb mules. You heard it here first? Meth up their butts. All right. Traveling across that state. Shitty state. Lovely people. <laughs> terrible, went, I, terrible fucking state. I went to, to Stillwater once. They were just adorable. Uh-huh. It's a dirty, I, dirty creek. Wasn't, a, wasn't aware of all the meth butt? Of their meth butts. Uh-huh. Everybody's got meth butt. They have conies there? You ever had a coney? No, a cone I've is? had Brahms up there and I got food poisoning because I don't think they, they, they don't know about proper cooking techniques up in <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> well, if you ever go back. No, get, nope. a, get a coney. What's a coney? It's like a tiny hot dog uh-huh. with tons of onion and cheese and then like chili powder over it. But it's a specific thing. It's like a thinner, smaller hot dog that has its own special bun. Mm-hmm. They only sell, sell them in like three states mm-hmm. in the country. Huh. And yeah, that, because they're illegal. <laughs> they are deliciously illegal. They're made of racket. Oklahoma, for all of its many, many, many faults uh-huh. and faults, uh, they have conies. And they're uh, you have never tasted anything as delicious as a 2 a.m. drunk off your ass plate of conies. But that's like... I, 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 and they're I, good sober. I, and they're good sober. This, the gentleman from Alabama, I disagree okay. w- uh, with you on that uh, that point. No. It's like no having, there's a million better things no. than that. Because you've never had a cony. No, you don't because, know. Oh, I, I'm telling you. I've, I've had, had everything. I've had Waffle House in Jackson, Mississippi at 2 a.m. in the morning. Sure. Better than that shit. No, wait. This whole conversation is a great. Cony. This Waffle whole conversation is though. like describing... Yeah, I just had like the best hot dog. A hot dog's only going to be like this good. You would think. Uh-huh. No, you're right, because that's a hot dog. <laughs> this uh-huh. is a coney. Oh, it's different. It's smaller different and level. somehow above it. Has anyone, has anyone had a coney? Silence. Texas I think, motherfucker. I think you just made that up. I think no, you, I I didn't, think you I didn't. invented You're not from Oklahoma. Why are you defending that Because state? the food is good. I don't give a shit about Oklahoma. I care about the, I'm going to show you a picture. Do you have to look up counties? There, no, there, there's a level of diarrhea that I want at 2 a.m. in the morning uh-huh. that a Waffle House will provide me. Uh-huh. I do not believe that a Coney will give me that satisfactory blow. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something I don't want to participate in because they don't know how to cook food in Oklahoma. Why is it even called a Coney? It's a hot dog. Is it? It's not in a cone? It's different than a hot dog, though. How is it different? How, just leave it to the state of Oklahoma to fuck up a hot dog. You said is that it's like a hot dog, but, but it's different. smaller. But different. <laughs> it's different. I don't know. It just is. A hot dog is a hot dog no matter what size it is. Uh-huh. Dude, it looks like that. Jeff, that's a hot dog. Let me see it's this. It's different, though. That's a hot dog with <laughs> melted it's cheese better. on it. better. Which doesn't surprise me with the state of Oklahoma. It's better. It's so that's good. A they think they invented hot dogs. Oklahoma invented no, the hot look, dog. Look, it's called the Coney. Here's Listen, a shit I, don't of shit. I don't give a shit about Oklahoma. I care about the food. It's a good fucking thing. That is thing. a hot dog, literally. We're going to put it in the picture. It's a hot dog with shredded cheese on top. That is and a hot dog. It has chili and powder. It's different. In chili powder? Why not chili? I don't know. I didn't invent it. I just ate it. I'm just <laughs> telling you. It's a hot dog. I'm just an advocate for the food. It's really good. That's amazing. It's Oklahoma. way better than you would think. No. It's the only reason to go there. No, it's not. There's no reason to go to Oklahoma. If you, if you ever, All right. if you get kidnapped and you find yourself in Oklahoma, just before you get the fuck out, eat a, eat a coney. And you go like, oh. It'll oh. soften Oklahoma for you a little bit. It'll soften your ass. It will. Well, that's where I put on that my mask. Explode yeah. right, uh, shoot water fire, like razor blades out of your asshole. Maybe. That place is terrible. If you drive through <laughs> Moore, Oklahoma, which unfortunately has the worst luck in the world with some of the worst tornadoes in the history sure. of mm-hmm. go through mm-hmm. them. 
Um, I'm not going to make a joke there at all, but I will make a joke about this. It is the home of Toby Keith, and they have a water tower that says so. Oh, wow. Home of Toby Keith. All right. Well, he ain't as good as he once was, but he's as good once as he ever was. I fucking hate Toby Keith. Yeah. That jean jacket wearing motherfucker. <laughs> There's nothing worse about America than him. Oh. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> what? He's on the level of like Ted Nugent. Holy shit. He's, <laughs> he's the country version of Ted Nugent. That guy fucking blows. He totally people. sums up a time in America where we were mad at everyone and he wrote the words and then saying, we'll put a boot in your, your ass. ass. <laughs> it's the American way. And everyone went, yeah. And that is a weird time in this country. Yeah, it was Yeah, not a fan of Toby Keith. Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> and he also, he had a thing against the Dixie Chicks who I don't, are, are they allowed out of prison yet? We, I hope so. They're awesome. I love the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. They're great. I don't even give a shit about country music, but those ladies are pretty cool. They're pretty cool. They got, they spoke out against the Iraq war. Wasn't that it? Yeah, they uh, killed Natalie. Natalie Maine came out and vocally said, uh, this war sucks. Yeah. And really weird how she was on the nose. America went communist. (laughs) She said, like, we don't, we're from Texas and we don't support George Bush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's fine. Uh, but not at the time. No, at the not, time no. that was bad. I'll tell you why too, because uh, this—I'll I'll give Bush some credit. Mm-hmm. I'll give GW some credit because one of the cooler things I, I do remember seeing as a kid, and then we'll we'll move on to uh, let's after George Bush, we're going to talk about the Middle East. Um, I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hell of a segue. <laughs> George Bush did one of the cooler things. It was one of the cooler things in American sports because after 2001 or during 2001. Uh, when 9-11 happened, it happened smack dab in the middle of the uh, postseason race in baseball where the World Series had to get pushed back into November because of what happened. And it was truly a time when, you know, like we talk about tragedy, sports can be uh, um, something that unifies. Sure. So having the Yankees in the postseason race just felt right mm-hmm. for the Yankees to make it to the World Series. It, it, it was like one of those things that like it, it needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And. For um, um, for people that don't remember, George Bush threw out the first pitch at Game Three of the World Series, and it was that that was etched into my mind. Forget politics or who you like; doesn't matter how you felt about the man. Yeah, watching this moment was it was surreal, and it was another one of those big moments where you, as the President of the United States, after 9/11, you can't fuck this moment up, <laughs> and it's one of those things you can't fuck up, and you're on nutted it. Yeah, and that's what I'll always remember is that it was the most beautiful first pitch I've ever seen. He got it right. It was a great World Series. The Yankees fall short, mm-hmm. um, but it g- gave us great moments like Derek Jeter hitting a walk-off home run. It was such a cool moment, and that was, that was really cool. Hell of a pitch. Hell of a pitch. He didn't yeah. baba booey it or anything? Not at all. Great. He, he nutted it, and Bush's popularity was an all-time high then. Mm-hmm. Before we move on from that, I want to tell you that this episode of Sports Ball is brought to you by PUBG Mobile. Experience the mobile game IGN calls a remarkable technical achievement. PUBG Mobile is the official mobile version of Players Unknown's Battleground, featuring the highly intuitive and customized controls that we all love. It's one of the best mobile games out there. All you guys know that. And it's also free to play. Mix it up with different play modes that include, you know, teaming up uh, with three other players and squad matches. Drop in, gear up, stay alive as long as you can. Defeat every player, stay in the zone. You guys know how it goes. And before you know it, you'll be shouting out your victory cry, winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's what I always say. Uh, survive pulse-pounding 100-player battles on a remote island filled with danger and opportunity. Make your way through sprawling rural and urban environment as you scavenge, uh, scavenge for weapons, vehicles, supplies inside a relentless shrinking battle zone. We all fear that. We all know it. Download the official mobile version of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds for free. Go to your Android or iOS app store and type in PUBG Mobile. Collect a special reward using the link and promo code in the episode description. Play now. PUBG. On to the Middle East. You know, before you do that, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the winner-winner chicken dinner thing in PUBG. Do you know Andrew Panton? Are you familiar with Andrew Panton? Works no. for Chiba Hunter, lives in Canada. Yeah, sure. You should get to know him because he's the world's biggest sports fan. And he's very funny. And he's very insightful. But he did a thing uh, last fall where he played PUBG every day and he could only eat chicken for a month, and he could only eat if he got a chicken dinner. Oh my game. God! Yeah. Whoa! So he had to he had to win a game of PUBG every day to eat. Is he alive? For Thirty days. He he had extra chicken at the end of it. He so he's a up, good PUBG player. He was a good PUBG. He ended up with like thirty seven. Did he gain victories. weight? 
I, I don't know if he gained weight or not. I know that he, about 15 days in, he got super lethargic and could barely walk. <laughs> but he managed he Can't persevered. eat that much chicken. It's uh, not good. And nothing else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably better than eating a plate of Coney's. Though, probably Jeff. better for you. Probably not as good tasting. Mm. The Middle East, you say? <laughs> I don't think they have Coney's in the Middle East. Uh, you ever been to the Middle East? Uh, I've not. I've always wanted to go to the Middle East. Uh, I've been. I've, I've wanted right. to go, very yeah. much so. Um, not to like any consulate in Istanbul. Definitely don't want to do that. Do not go there. Don't yeah. go there. Uh, no no marriage few... licenses for us. Yes, no, 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 no. Never getting married. No ring. Uh, but in all seriousness, the Middle East is kind of scary right now. Uh, but they have wrestling. Wrestling is huge <laughs> in the Middle East. <laughs> I don't care. No, because this is one of the bigger stories. And, like, I actually, uh, I, you might be surprised to see where I stand on this. But WWE mm -hmm. uh, has their, um, has a wrestling match over in the Middle East. It's what? called Crown Jewel. It's called Crown Jewel. Yep. Um, and it's kind of making headlines uh, because of uh, it, it happening soon. And John Cena and, uh, I believe, Daniel Bryan have said, we're not going because of what, a, what happened to Jamal Kasagi, which is very understandable and, of course, most people should know about that story. We're not going to rehash that. Mm -hmm. But um, the show is going to go on. Mm -hmm. And now people are very split, especially for you talking about a, a fan base in the WWE that is very, you know, very pro-American, you can say it, and they're very patriotic. Yep. And uh, so people are kind of split on, like, is it okay that the WWE is still doing this? Or do you still support John Cena and Daniel Bryan for dropping out? Where do you guys kind of stand on this? Well, I was there when Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik. I thought we settled this then in Madison Square Garden. I don't know why we're still talking about it. You thought that was the end of it? Yeah. What the hell? Terrible. He broke out of the camel clutch. That's uh, that's, and then he hulked up and yeah. he came back. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And then the Sheik, the thing about that it, was, it's that was the moment America won. Yeah. Stop. We're the, done. Sheik started hitting him, but Hulk Hogan just started absorbing those blows. And for some they reason, made him stronger. It only made him stronger. He absorbed the pain and it's turned it incredible. into strength and energy. Incredible. The thing with uh, the Crown Jewel event uh, with WWE, I'm a really big pro wrestling fan, a huge pro wrestling fan. I've been for a really long time. That yeah. tracks with me. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it all, it I get that. Uh, Put that San Diego. They're, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's by the border, a lot of Lucha Libre. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I own like 45 wrestling masks. It's, it's, I, That's I, normal. I'm a big, Aww. I'm a big wrestling That's fan. That's sad. This is the second, this is the second event the WWE is doing in Saudi Arabia. This is all put on by uh, Crown Prince Saudi Arabia, who's trying to get tourism and all this stuff kind of happening in like the next few the, years. The same crown prince that's been in the news lately? Yes. Okay. So Come over here. <laughs> yeah. We won't chop you up yeah. while you're alive. So he paid them so much money. It, like talking like a billion, like we're talking like billion. It's, it's an insane amount. The problem with what they're doing isn't necessarily that it's in Saudi Arabia. It's that if you go back to the first event and even before all of this stuff happened where everyone's, you know, decrying like, don't go, don't go. They were a propaganda machine for Saudi Arabia talking about how this is, this is the shining beacon of progressive thought. This is the net. Oh, wow. What an incredible place. And it was all in WWE's voice. It was their announcers talking about how incredible Saudi Arabia is yeah. and how these shows are, this is how we make a connection and this is what, this is where the future is in Saudi Arabia. And then all of this happened uh, and now everyone's pulling out and everything. They're not because they came out at their uh, investor call and they said, why are you going? And they strictly said, well, we don't want to lose out on the money. There's something nice about a group of carnies going, yeah, we're just going to make a lot of money, so, I don't know, get bent. At least they're honest about it. Yeah, I mean, at the, very, at the very least, they're honest about it. Uh, they are going because they, they are... They didn't say anything like, it's well, it's a very nuanced issue. There's a lot of a lot of good people on both sides, as our president would say. <laughs> None of that. Just like, just like, that's a lot of cash. They... We got to keep the lights on. It it really Morals is. Morals are over there, but the money's yep. right there. So what they're doing, because Saudi Arabia lost out to Qatar for the World Cup, is that WWE, in their storylines, is holding a World Cup of professional wrestling. So, so I'm not joking. So Saudi oh, Arabia yeah. can have a World Cup. All Everyone who's competing in the World Cup is American. Beautiful. That's a, it's genius. John Cena is one of those people, but he's not going over there 
Daniel Bryan is competing in a WWE world title match and he's not going over there. What are they going to do? I mean, they've had stuff like this happen before where they cards subject to change. So everything just gets mixed up and they put other people in and, and it's not that big of a deal. Well, I think what they're going to do is you're going to go over there and they're just going to make a match and they'll get their money. And that's pretty yeah. much it. And yeah. WD, WWE is going to keep spinning and they'll create storylines out of it. And, and it's whatever. You're absolutely right, because people aren't going to stop watching it. You have the only fan base for WWE now is a hardcore fan base who is never going to turn it off. They have a network that's $10 a month yeah. where you can go back and watch Iron Sheik fight Hulk Hogan and, and all of the classic stuff. And I think that's why WWE is going over there in the first place because this crowd prince is like, well, I want to watch Diesel fight Yokozuna. I mean, this to me is very similar to um, Colin Kaepernick. I think Colin Kaepernick should have a job in the NFL. I do understand, though, why he does not have a job. Because mm -hmm. the NFL owners need to placate to their audience. Who's their audience? People that don't like Colin Kaepernick. It's a very simple thing to understand why he's not playing. It's also a very frustrating thing for why he's not playing, because he should be. Mm -hmm. I, I can see both. And for this, I can see the same thing. Fuck Saudi Arabia. They're just a country that wants to entertain, and they want this product. And the WWE is a company... That is just trying to make money because they're all about entertainment. But but I think like they're using WWE as a propaganda piece to bring more entertainment. That's what to everything is. I but understand. Every sporting I understand. Event but when, in the world but when, but when you're world going, but when you're going back and forth on what they're doing and how they, what happened with this journalist and everything, and then you're paying a company to come over no, and, I and, totally tout see and beat the drum for propaganda, you you kind of can't have both sides of it because there is the two sides to the issue the way we're talking about it and if it's fresh in your mind on both sides you're not going to forget about one thing or the other like that's I, just I don't the way it goes it, it is uh, the wwe the nfl they're they're not beholden to like carry america's flag mm -hmm. they're not they're businesses mm -hmm. and a business is free to do what it wants to do this could be bad PR for them, but I don't think it really will be it's going to be a win-win for them they're going to make money the it's a shit deal but at the end of the day just we are not beholden. Any sports entity is not beholden to just carry the red, white, and blue you, overseas and say this is what we the, stand the, for the, because the, they don't stand for that. But you have to like the, the patriotism is one thing for for wrestling. It's just always what it's kind of equated to, and, and and it's understandable. But you have to look at like the future for WWE is that they signed like a billion dollar contract with Fox Sports, SmackDown, WWE SmackDown. Their Friday night show is going to be on Fox. It's going to be on Fox starting I think in the fall. Fox, 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 regular Fox, like to to start to go to Saudi Arabia. If this is something that people are going to be upset about, is this going to be a boycott? Do the ratings start lower? Like just trying to think ahead further than we're going to make however much money for this one event. I think it is much to do about nothing because it is a terrible event that happened there. But for anybody, I, I hate delayed outrage. Mm -hmm. That's just one of the things I don't like. And if you're upset about that, well, then you should have been upset about the United States participating in the 2008 Olympics with China where they kill kids on a daily basis. If or you're the a girl, winner, oh, pfft, flushing down the toilet. How about any time we've gone to participate in games in Russia? How about in Brazil, where the, the murder rate in that country is higher than anywhere on the planet? Stop with the delayed outrage. Mm -hmm. Stop. It is so terrible. So either be outraged They're, about everything or nothing. It's a, that, but it's sports and it's entertainment, and that's what it is. Other than, like, this Fox deal and, and, and all this stuff, I, it, like, I really don't think it's going to go sour for them anywhere. Uh, you know, John Oliver's doing reports on, oh, this WWE is, this is a bad look for them and everything. But other than that, it's like they want ma they want any mainstream attention. They're, yeah, they they're do. carnies. You, it's the circus. And you talk about Saudi Arabia being upset that they lost the World Cup to Qatar. Yeah. If anybody has been paying attention the past couple of years about what Qatar has been doing to build all those facilities, they have been enslaving people, yeah. working people and to death. murdering yeah. them yeah. for a world event. Is the United States going to participate in that World Cup? You bet your fucking ass we are. I mean, if it's going to be like the last one, no, but. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah, we're not. Uh, but yeah, we're going to participate. Mm -hmm. And we'll we'll say it was a terrible thing that happened, but the rest of the world's going to participate. That's the way it goes. Yep. Newsflash, the world is a shithole. There you go. But you can eat conies and your life can be better. Hot take. <laughs> Jeff, when I said fuck Saudi Arabia, what were your initial thoughts? <laughs> My initial thoughts were, uh, I want to go home. <laughs> I thought, boy, I wish I wasn't in this, in this, in this chair right now. Uh, Don't worry, we're gonna cut that out. <laughs> oh fuck! No, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the spirited debate between you two. It was fun. Hey, baby, that's I've what not, sports balls all about. I've not cared that much about any subject huh. in my adult life, so it's fun to watch other people be passionate. 
All right, so we'll move it on to something a little bit more lighthearted. I have no idea if I, uh, I don't I never know if what I'm talking about is right or real or if this is all simulation or what we were talking about is, but uh, somebody who does know what he's talking about is Chris Damaris. Mm -hmm. I don't oh, know if yeah. you knew this, but Chris Damaris is a sports expert. He knows more about sports than anybody at this company, anybody I've ever met in my life. You know, we went through some highlights so he could explain to me exactly what's going on in every sport, give me a better idea of how this whole thing works. Hmm. So. We did a little recording, thought we'd play that now and uh, let you see what Chris Damaris knows. All right, uh, well, Tyler, thanks for coming and sitting down with me. Uh, as you know, I'm an expert at sports, and I just wanted you to come here to, just to explain a few things to you about some highlights of what's been going on recently um, to get, keep you informed. So this is F1 racing. Um, these cars are really, really fast. Um, what, what is the strategy here, Chris, uh, in these races? from like my days of playing Mario Kart. I mean, I guess it's just stay in the lines. They don't really seem to be doing that though. Well, you know, you wanna stay in the lines though. Do you get uh, in trouble? Do you get penalized for going outside the lines? Yeah, it's just like coloring. I do wonder though, cause there's so many racers, like do they have different cars? Like if you're really testing who's the better racer, you should, they should all have the exact same car. That's one thing that's, okay, here's something that's bugged me a lot about uh, Harry Potter and Quidditch. If you just buy a better broom, you're a better player. Same thing with race cars, it's stupid. You could be a better race car driver, you just, all you just need is a better car, you know? Like the thing is like race the car, get to the end fast. Now obviously there's other other factors involved, like staying in the lines and being good at turning. But so much of it is just like that good car. I mean, you shouldn't be drinking afterwards either. I guess he's not gonna drive home. So what we have here are the rockets, and they're they're clear, they're in their huddle. To looks like they're arguing about with their team who's winning the most. Uh, no, that, that's yeah, not happening. That, that's sort of happening. They're definitely having some sort of discussion. So what you have here is uh, a variation of baseball. They're tossing a ball, and I guess the umpire. See the thing about the umpire in this game is. It's really hot, so he wears a hat that's shaded. And all black, of course. Now, nobody understands uh, this game. I do. You do? Yeah, I do. Uh, explain it to me. Well, he's hitting the, he's hitting the bat. Uh, he's, he's hitting the bat or is he hitting the ball? You could say that the pitcher is hitting the bat with the ball. You could say. You could say that. It's, it's just like, it's, it's like golf where you want to get the low score possible for the other team. It's all just, it's very elaborate, this game. That's why Americans don't play it. It's really <laughs> confusing. So this this is wrestling now, Tyler. So that's that over there is um, he obviously is the bad guy because of the the paint and the black. Yeah, yeah. So well, let's not get racist. It's really just more about like he's a burglar and they caught him coming into their house. You know, he's got his mask on, trying to pretend to be. Why are they hugging though? Who is a trick? Is <laughs> a trick a ploy? <laughs> And that's really what wrestling is. It's acting out scenarios that you encountered in your real life. So what is the scenario now? There's another guy coming into the ring. What does that mean? Well, that means there's just another, it's either another burglar or another member of the family coming to, to defend their, their house. I guess he, he got hot. Decided, decided to take some clothes off. Oh, it's hot in this house. They must not have AC. So we're moving on to a baseball, baseball. diamond. Uh, baseball. This is the Red Sox, and this is going to be the Dodgers. They're playing in the World Series. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and and what you have here, I guess, is the the team warm up, where I guess the entire team gets together and you know they throw the the communal ball, and it kind of determines who goes first. So they, what what we have in this situation is two outs and one man on. What do you want to do in this situation, Chris? Well, you're going to want to get more people in the game. The point of baseball is obviously you're going to want to get as many on the holes. Look at that catch. He should not be doing baseball. He should be doing ballet. That's what he should be doing. Because it was so graceful. It's a graceful swan. Yeah. And that, even that was almost like a dance. That's really what baseball is. It's really more like a dance. You know, like you got, you got people moving and grooving. And if you think about less about the points and more about their rhythm, and put some music underneath it, then you got you got a ballet. Wrestling is all about what it represents. What does the cage represent? He's he he's got problems, and he doesn't let people into his life. He's at the top. What is his name? Undertaker. Yeah. So the guy at the top. What does he mean uh, when it comes to life? Well, no, that's that's his cage. 
he he's the one with the emotional issues, and then he doesn't want to let anyone into his life. So he throws him off his cage. If they were in a relationship, that would be his girlfriend, and she was coming in to like to to uh, you know to make a, a emotional connection. And he kept like trying to knock her out. It's like, no, listen, this is between me and you, and you can't come into my life. And then she was like, no, I'm taking over your life, and I guess she killed him. So yeah, that was Chris Damaris explaining sports. I think he lied to you. I don't think he knows as much as he said he knows. I I I, I got that about halfway through. I was a little confused. Took you about halfway to get that? I, I gave him a long. <laughs> I gave him a wide berth to I'd be, try it out. I'd be amazed if he could tie his own shoes. Uh, he, he's not a smart man. <laughs> when yeah. he when he compared F1 being like Mario Kart, I started having suspicions about this might not be on the up and up. Yeah. It's a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Um, but I, I do have a guy that we're going to talk to right now that actually does know what he's doing. You're not being tricked again? He does. I'm not being tricked again. Okay. We are talking to a real-life Major League Baseball pitcher. What? Uh, we bring on to the program Wade LeBlanc. You uh-huh. have seen this guy play with pretty much every single Major League right. Baseball team ever. Uh, <laughs> but recently just signed a great big deal with the Mariners. Uh, he is a journeyman, so we want to bring him onto the program. Wade LeBlanc. Uh, Wade, what's going on, man? How you doing? Pretty good. How about you guys? We're doing good. Excited to have you on. Just to give people kind of a, a brief history of you, you you really have played for a ton of baseball teams. Like, you have been around. So you, you came into the league in 06. You went to the Padres. Yeah. Then you played for how, – how many teams did you play for? Uh, probably six more than I'd like to say I played for. <laughs> <laughs> so I played for seven total, eight if you count Japan. Can you name the teams that you played for? Do you remember them? <laughs> As of right now, yeah, I do remember them. Few years later, it might be a different answer, but yeah. <laughs> um, so you played in Japan. So what was the name of the team in Japan? Uh, the Cebu Lions. The Cebu Lions. So you got to yeah. like live in your own. You started in your own Mr. Baseball. You were Tom Selleck. Oh, cool! In Japan. <laughs> It would have been, been way cooler if I was a little more successful than I was over there. <laughs> but I guess everything everything happens for a reason, so uh, we're glad to be back. How how was it playing in Japan compared to the big leagues here? Is it more of a small ball kind of thing? It, like, yes, like you you as a, a pitcher, a you're looking for a lot it, of yeah. ground outs? Man, when you're a journeyman, you're looking for outs. It doesn't matter <laughs> how <it's together. laughs> They can be fly balls to the warning track for all I care. Uh, but... It is. It's definitely more of a small ball game over there. They know. Uh, they know what they're good at, and they don't try to do anything else. So it makes it. Uh, it's definitely more of a grind. I mean, you can you can get punished a lot more in Major League Baseball with with the amount of power that guys have. But over there, it's definitely a lot, a lot more of a grind to get through a game as a pitcher. Uh, so Wade, uh, World Series wraps last night. Uh, were you watching uh, the series? Did you watch a game last night? Saints game was on last night, so I didn't watch. Uh, I didn't watch the the Red Sox and Dodgers. I think uh, that's a good answer. Yeah, that is a good answer. <laughs> now you're from uh, you're from Lake Charles, right down in Louisiana, correct? Yes. All right, yep. so you you grew up as a Saints fan, um, I take it. But question: If you grew up in Louisiana, I'd imagine you're an LSU Tigers fan as well. Growing up, I was. Yeah. So you went to Alabama, though. So what was how conflicting was that for you? Not really conflicting at all because of the fact that LSU told me I didn't throw hard enough. So they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually, that's almost a word for word quote. Um, So they didn't offer me. So it made it, it made it a pretty easy decision on where I needed to go. Go to the Crimson Tide. uh, And then you got drafted a few years later. Um, So you just signed a new contract with the Mariners. Uh, This is your second time around with the Mariners. Uh, yes. That's it's an exciting time to be one because you guys had a you had a really good year this year. Uh, you were in the fight for the postseason, and you know, looking forward, uh, what can we expect next year? Hopefully, more of the same. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, we don't have a team that gets kind of otherworldly hot as the as the A's did. I mean, they kind of yeah. Starting halfway through the year, they just kind of ran away with it, and you know, every team's going to have have uh, peaks and valleys, and we kind of we kind of caught a slump right when right when the A's got hot, and I mean. Once, once we kind of leveled off and they kind of leveled off, uh, it was hard to catch them because every time we won, they won, and every time we lost, they lost. So it was just kind of, it was hard to make up ground once both teams kind of leveled off and came out of their, 
peaks and valleys, so to speak. It would be nice to see Seattle back in the playoffs. The only time I've seen Seattle in the playoffs was in the movie with King Griffey and Randy Johnson, and that little boy was a manager. <laughs> so it's been a long time, and uh, Seattle yeah. could use a championship because they don't have a basketball team. They left. Um, and you guys are, you know, you're kind of the hope outside the Seahawks. So I, I really hope yeah, the Mariners right. can get it done next year. Well, Wade, uh, that's that's pretty much all we wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> so, uh, but, dude, hey, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, congratulations on the new contract. That's awesome. Very well-deserved. Uh, and all of us here at Sportsball really hope the Mariners have a big year. We'd love to see you guys in the postseason. So. Uh, maybe we'll talk to you a little bit later on next year, maybe around spring training uh, and yes, see sir. how things are going. I'll be here. I appreciate it, guys. Awesome. Yeah, Thanks, absolutely. Wade. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was Wade LeBlanc. That was great. What a nice guy. He's what a awesome. great guy. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, rich as dicks. Rich as dicks. Yeah. Uh, 31.4 million over four years. That's so many more millions than I'll ever that have. That is, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't have a mill. All because I can't throw a ball straight or run fast. That's true. But he can. But you can play video games. You're good at that. <laughs> that gets me next to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, uh, that's pretty much it for the show. This was a fun episode. We talked about a lot of things today. We talked about our favorite moments in sports. We talked about uh, Boston uh, being entitled and having too much. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, we, t we tried to stay away from the Middle East, but now you, you suck us Right back in. Talked about the uh, one-sided San Diego to L.A. rivalry. Oh, 100% yeah. one-sided. Um, we talked about uh, we talked a little bit about college football. Yeah. Tiny bit. It's still going on. Alabama's yeah. going to win it all. Fast forward to the ending. Uh, spoiler. Uh, who, who do they? Who 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 else is even Clemson? I guess still. Uh, well, actually, looking forward to a big weekend. Uh, Alabama taking on LSU. Uh, Michigan's playing Penn State. Michigan's in the running for things. Mm -hmm. uh, whoever wins the Big Ten most likely will go in. That's Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, big game's going to be real big this year at the end of the season. Clemson's looking great now. They they have nobody to play. They effectively ended Florida State last yeah. weekend. Um, and Notre Dame, who everybody hates but will be in there. I think the most important thing we talked about today was conies and how it is a hot dog but not a hot dog. Dude, if you're from Oklahoma and you've had a coney, chime in. Can you let us know? Can you tweet at us or put it in the they're, comments? And That's they're expecting good. a lot to so have people from Oklahoma <laughs> put together a sentence. If so you have I, internet I and know how to. Just make your mark on Twitter. Put a big X. We'll know, <laughs> you're, we'll know you're angry at us. Just a big X. Listen, listen, Oklahoma, I don't like you, but I like your food. I'm, I'm trying That's to so weird. Out. out of all the things, to, there's nothing to like about Oklahoma. You except never, it's a Coney's, Coney. Coney's, baby. So oh, what a shitty place to live. Hopefully so you good. don't. Uh, but thank you, everybody. Thank you to PUBG. Thank you to Eric Bedore, Jeff Ramsey uh, for doing the show today. And we will see you guys next week. Remember, College Game Day uh, show up. Uh, this week in a college game day down in Baton Rouge, LSU, Alabama, put up a sign with uh, sports ball on it. Uh, we're going to give you $100 straight what? cash, homie, straight cash, homie. Only Rooster Teeth show to do it because we're the only Rooster Teeth show that cares about the people. Uh, that's remember that's, this guy. That's fact. Remember straight this cash. Remember this because care about that's the fans. True. We are a show of the people for the people. Mm -hmm. uh, not made by you, made by me. You do it for that money like the WWE is doing it to Saudi Arabia. That's right. <laughs>